Hello, this is the Ladies Mies Technicians podcast, and I am Dodie Glover, and I'm here with all of the ladies today. And so we are going to be talking about a very important topic, and um, that is abiding in Christ. And since we've been on the field, I think that we have all been pushed in this area um, to think more deeply about how we abide in Christ. And um, also because here on the field, um, it seems like maybe we're just a little bit more aware of that desperate need that we have for Christ living in us and working through us because everywhere we go, we um, look different and we have to be ready to um, speak to others about him. And so we recognize that we cannot do this on our own, that we need him doing it through us. And so our abide time with him is very important because we want what we do here in ministry to be the outflow of our time with the Lord. And um, as a team, we had already been talking about this theme and having like specific abide goals for the year. But I came across a a study about six weeks long of um, John 15 and um, life on the vine, abiding in Christ. And so as ladies, we've been doing that. And through that study, we've been Um, learning a little bit more specifically um, what Jesus was talking about whenever he was saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. Um, If you abide in me, you will um, bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. And so um, I'll just start by asking whoever wants to answer first, um, what does it mean to you specifically um, to abide or maybe like how has um, your abiding in Christ shifted or changed now that you are on the mission field? Thanks, Dodie. Yeah, so the abiding in Christ is a theme that was really emphasized a lot when we were at training before we even made it to the field. And they kept talking about how important it is to abide, and it was like a theme that kept coming up and over and over and over for seven weeks. It was like it was pounding in our heads that we have to abide. And it was um, really encouraging to be able to learn that at FPO before we even made it to the field because they knew that once we get on the field, your life gets crazy and you're adjusting to a different culture and language and all these different things that if you're not spending time with the Lord and you're not truly walking with Christ and abiding, that it's, you're, you're not going to be able to do what he calls you to do. And so I think since coming to the field, it's just been such a reliance on Christ that he has taught me to abide and that it's more than 30 minutes in the morning or time in in the word and I read this verse I read this chapter it's so much more than that and just recognizing that it's time with the Lord throughout the day it's walking with him it's truly living with him and doing all that you do with him it's about when you're going out to visit and you're praying along the way and you're asking the Lord to give words to speak or it's about when you wake up and it's just one of those days that you're not really feeling it and you're asking the Lord to give you strength and you're asking the Lord to fulfill you and to give you all that you need to be able to serve him faithfully in that day. And so I think that abiding is just so much more than a lot of people realize. And I think it's a concept that if we don't truly understand it, we don't truly come back to it and continually live in Christ and abide like he calls us to, we truly can't bear fruit, just like he says in John 15. Thank you, Lydia. Does anyone else have um, an answer just to the question, what does it mean or what does it look like now um, on the field? Yeah, I, I've got something to say, Daddy. Thank you. I, I'm Laura. <clears throat> um, yeah, um, I was thinking about abiding, and um, 
you know, there's um, so, sometimes when when we abide, we what we do doesn't look any different, but it's how we do it. it it's it's it, we're different on the inside. Um, so, for example, well, um, I've got an illustration with, um, like my husband and myself. If if we haven't seen each other and we really aren't really clicking and we've you know we're kind of distant from one another I'm still gonna love him and I'm still gonna do things for him but it's gonna be from a different heart than if I am if I have spent time with him and I'm close um I'm going to my it's it comes from a different mindset a different heart so um sometimes it can change our it's a matter of our attitude changing and other times it's a matter of our motive you know, I'm I'm doing this for Daniel because he expects it of me. Or I'm doing this because I really want to do this for him. And that changes that, you know, if you can imagine, that can change your whole outlook and how you go about doing things. And I think at the end of the day, especially uh, related to the mission field, um, I think when we are doing things out of, out of true, pure love because we are abiding in Christ and we, we are close with the Lord, I, I do think people can see a difference in us more than when we're just operating out of the flesh or, you know, just doing good things. Um, so. Thank you. Yes, I totally agree. Um, something that I've noticed just in my life is that um, I really need times to just kind of withdraw and be alone. And when you have, when you're a mom of four kids and um, life is crazy, it's kind of hard to do that. And so, um, I've just started taking walks, um, not every morning, but some mornings. And I just really do love being outdoors and, um, having that time to pray and reflect. And I know that Sarah does that too a lot. And so maybe she could tell us, um, some creative ways that she has been abiding. One of the things that I do like to do like you is go for walks in the morning. And there's a certain part that we just pray on. It's about, I think it's a 20 minute stretch that we just pray. And so that's been really nice. And when we started this study, Lydia, she sent us a song by Andrew Marcus called Abide in Me. And I just loved that song. And you guys should look it up for sure. But one thing we did was Lydia and I went up to the mountain with our watercolors and a piece of paper and our music and our Bibles. And we just sat up there for about two hours just painting whatever the Lord put on our hearts in regards to this concept of abiding in him. And it was so peaceful and relaxing to just be up there and um, just just be in his presence and be still and just pray and worship and and use a creative way of painting to just kind of get that worship out onto paper. And it was really awesome, really a special time with the Lord. Thank you. And so now we'll talk a little bit more um, just in regards to the passage of John 15, um, where it says that if you abide in me, um, you will bear much fruit. And so as we've been studying this passage, we've been talking about what what does that mean? What does it mean to bear fruit? Um, what have we or what do people typically think it means? Um, but what does it really mean? Yeah, when I was a, f a new Christian and I heard this verse, I thought that fruit meant each person that I led to the Lord was a piece of fruit, you know. But as I have learned 
more and more about this passage, I'm realizing that it's, it's more internally focused, not so much works based or who, you know, but it's from Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And when we can really be abiding in Christ, then these things fill us up with, we're full of peace and joy and love and patience. And then those things um, can spread on to others. Like a piece of fruit has a seed. We don't want our piece of fruit of love that we have here to just fall on the ground and rot, but we want those seeds to spread to other people. And that fruit remains and it keeps going and going and going. And so that others can know his love and his peace and his joy. Um, so that's kind of something that I've learned over the past few weeks. Thank you. That's excellent. Does anybody else have a comment about that, about what is fruit? Okay, we'll keep going then. <laughs> um, also, just right after that, it says that um, that when we bear fruit, we are going to be pruned. And so um, that's something we've also been talking about, about what does it mean to be pruned? And so who would like to share? What does that mean? Um, so we've talked a lot about pruning just in in our discussions amongst ourselves, um, talking about this concept and understanding that pruning can be pruning um, sin or temptation in our lives, um, an area where we're tempted to sin and how God is um, just pointing that out to us through through the Holy Spirit, through his word, through um, fellowship, people around us and um, and leading us into righteousness, away from those things. He's cutting the bad things out. Um, but it can also be, um, I don't think a lot of people think of pruning in this way, but um, pruning can also be good things as well, um, just good things that the Lord has given, um, fruit that he's produced in our life that he is um, pruning and you just think about, I think about a garden more than a vine because I don't really have much experience with vines, um, but a garden, how you would pull out, um, you know, you'd pull out the weeds, the sin, but you might also plant different plants in or split a plant in two and move it so there um, can be more of that one plant to be produced. And so um, how God can um, also prune good things in our lives to produce even more fruit, like what Sarah was saying, um, just that it reproduce it, well, that it continues to produce and that it continues to remain. Um, um, and so God can prune good things in our lives too. And um, I think yesterday Dodie had brought up um, just that these can be, pruning times can be, um, these different areas, but they can also be trials, um, and hardships. Um, it can just be a hard time in our life, um, for whatever reason, circumstantial or, um, different things. And those hard times can be just a season of pruning, um, that the Lord is just working on us in a certain thing, a fruit that we're already producing, but he wants to see more of it in our lives. He wants 
others to see more of it in our lives for his glory. Um, just that we look more like Christ, um, to those around us. Thank you. And that's, um, it's good. I think it's encouraging to even think of it in that way to think, um, that Christ told us that when you are abiding in me, you will bear fruit and then you will be pruned. And so we don't have to wonder, okay, Lord, what's going on? Why is this happening? But, um, but he's using that trial or whatever it is to, um, help us be more like him and look more like him and produce more fruit. And so the John 15 passage goes on to talk about loving and, um, And so that's something else that we've been talking a lot about as a team because we here have several new believers and we're just observing that um, as they come to faith, they are changing, their hearts are changing and um, they recognize that they, they need to be different in how they interact with each other and how they interact with those around them. And so, um, just reflecting on this passage of John 15 and, and Jesus's commandment to um, love others as as he has loved us. Does anyone have any comments about that? Yeah, Dodie, I'd like to share um, something that I've been learning <clears throat> um, about loving others. And um, um, something you said made me think of Philippians 2, where um, Paul's writing to the church in Philippi. Um, he says, so... If there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more more significant than yourselves. And then he goes on to say, um, to point out that that is... That's the very same thing we see in Christ, what Christ did, that Christ came. He became one of us. He met us where we are, um, and um, he, I mean, I think of how many times um, in, the, in, in the Gospels when Jesus wanted to get away. He was tired, and he wanted to get away and um, and relax a little bit, but then he saw the, the crowd, and he had, says he had compassion on them, and he gave up his own rest for them and that's the love that um that I think when we are abiding in Christ when we're um depending on him and and really receiving his love more more aware of his love for us then we're able that just overflows out into everyone around us um and it looks like Christ I love how the scripture says in John 15 10 through 11 If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I just love that, you know, it all boils down to to love, loving others, abiding in God, abiding in love. And um, and it's, you know, he wants us to be full of joy. And I just think that's so beautiful that that's his heart is that we be full of joy. And so if you're out there listening and um, maybe you haven't read John 15 or you haven't read it in a while, and so we would just like to encourage you to um, to read through that and think about your relationship with the Lord. And as Laura was saying earlier, think about what your motive has been lately. You know, are you 
doing it because you feel like it's just what's expected of you or you're trying to check a box um, or are you doing it because you genuinely love the Lord and you're genuinely wanting to draw close to him and you're wanting his love to flow in you through you to others. And so um, we just encourage you to to think about that and pray about maybe how you could um, abide in Christ throughout your day in more creative ways. And um, we'll be praying that God would do that in you. And as we wrap up today, um, Lydia is going to just share with us briefly about how you can be praying for us and for these new believers as we're trying to teach them what it means to abide in Christ. Yeah, with these new believers, it's a little different of how we're teaching them to abide. And it's not different in the way that we're using different scriptures or teaching them different things. It's just different because their learning style is so different from the typical American learning style of reading and writing and doing all the literary things a lot of our people here are some of them are literate but a lot of them aren't and so they're more oral learners and so we're trying to take a different approach to it so that we still are true to the scripture and we're true to teaching them how to have a fellowship of relationship and how to walk in fellowship with Christ um but it looks different and so you can pray with us as we're teaching them to listen to scripture we're teaching them to spend time in prayer teaching them to read the Bible together as a family because sometimes maybe the kids can read or maybe the husband can read, but maybe the wife can't. And so it just looks really different of how we're doing that, but we're still trying to encourage them to walk with Christ and to know Christ and to truly love Christ. So as you're listening, I just encourage you to pray for these new believers, um, pray for us as we're learning to abide, and then pray for them as they're learning to abide as well.